When it comes to generating revenue for your business, your sales force is one of your most important assets. And your sales folks, they aren't just closing deals, they're tracking down leads and forecasting growth, whipping up reports, managing contacts, creating content, crunching numbers, and the list goes on. With Q4 around the corner, there's a better way to win, and it all starts with a new HubSpot sales hub. With HubSpot Sales Hub, your data, tools, and teams are fully linked inside a smart and highly customizable platform that feels good to use. You'll be able to create a simple streamlined pipeline that helps your team close more deals all in one place. This is gonna help your reps do their tasks more efficiently so they can spend more time on what they do best, connecting with your customers. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Try it for yourself at HubSpot.com sales. When it comes to business relationships, we are always looking to build new relationships and those are special and needed. However, I think a lot of times we forget about those old tried and true relationships that we've already invested in, that we've already built rapport with. And in a world that feels very out of control, we can kind of take some control back and reach out to them for referrals to people they know who might be able to use the products and services that you offer. Maker, welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast, powered by StoryBrand and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. JJ Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Hi, April. Well, hello, JJ, and hi, Hero Maker. April, we have been friends for a long time. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you agreed. Um, (laughs) I I mean, I think we've been friends for a long time. We've been friends. We're friends. We're friends, people. Like, in real life, we are actual friends. Yeah, and I was your friend before we were actual friends because I was listening to you on the Building a Story (laughs) Brand podcast. So I've been friends with you for a really long time. We have, and you and I kind of have a shorthand when it comes to, like, work language right like I can just look at you and go hey remember when this and you're like yes I do remember Mm -hmm. that and then I go and then remember when we did this and you're like yes you we can kind of do that with each other on the spot and we know each other's history we know how to work with each other quickly how to have hard conversations because we know like okay we've been through hard conversations so we know how to cut to the quick because we have so much relationship that's been built it's we're invested. So if there is a hard conversation, then we work through it. Like we just kind of work through it. And it actually is. I mean, we did not set this up. <laughs> so I'm just saying, no. I'm, I'm saying all these things and looking at you like, are you going to agree with me on this? But like <laughs> our friendship is pretty easy. Yeah. Oh, totally agree. Yes. I love our friendship because of that. It's so nice to just show up to a place where somebody knows, understands, loves me unconditionally, (laughs) wants to catch me up on whatever is going on in life immediately. And if we do have something to get into, there isn't a whole lot of rigmarole or like, ooh, I got to walk on eggshells around JJ or tiptoe. 
we can get into things. And I value those kinds of relationships in my life so much. And we can spend a long time together, like recording for four or five hours, or we can go on a long dinner, or we can have a quick lunch and just pick up where we left off if we haven't seen each other for a while and catch back up on life. And I think I'm entering a season of my life where old friendships, friendships that have been around for a long time, are becoming more and more valuable to me. We've put in the work, we've invested in each other, and there is a shorthand to take things to the next level and go deep or stay silly in ways that you just can't do with new people. And I wanted to bring that up today for a couple reasons. One, just I adore you. And so it's fun to talk about our friendship. Um, (laughs) I adore you as well. And bring other people into that and go, we're not just work colleagues, people. (laughs) Um, We've known each other a long time and we love each other deeply. And so that's always fun to just like, "Eh, let's put that out there. But the other thing is, is that I think when it comes to business relationships, we are always looking to build new relationships and those are special and needed. Like we talk about creating lead generators all the time to build new relationships on a regular basis. Your business won't survive if you're not getting new leads. However, I think a lot of times we forget about those old tried and true relationships that we've already invested in, that we've already built rapport with, that we already have a shorthand with about what we can offer and what problems we can solve. And we just kind of let those float a little bit. We just kind of assume, well, they're always going to be there instead of actually seeing how we can invest in those a little bit more. Well, they're such a valuable resource for us, right? There are people that we go to whenever we have a question or a problem or I'm always doing that with you. I'm saying, hey, JJ, I've got this or this going on in my life. What do you think? X, Y, Z. And as we talked with Macy Robison last week, we were talking about how this quarter of the year, how can we really maximize it? How can our listener out there maximize quarter four when things are kind of wonky with the economy and maybe we're not all feeling grounded as well. And so coming back to this resource of these relationships can be so valuable, especially when creating a referral network. You've already got a built-in network of people that you know, like, and trust. Are you maximizing them? And that is one of the ways that in a world that feels very out of control, we can kind of take some control back and really step into those relationships we've already established and see how we can not just use, quote unquote, use those to grow our business, but connect on a deeper level with people to help each other by networking offering referrals, talking through how to continue to grow our businesses together. And today, what we wanted to do is bring on one of our story brand certified guides, Tyler Pigott. He runs a marketing agency called Loan Fur Creative, fur like the tree, not like the animal. <laughs> yes. The, <laughs> but, their logo design is so beautiful. Yes. So Loan Fur Creative. And we talk about this in the interview. These last couple of years have just kind of been up and down, and there's some things we we don't know that we can rely on as much anymore. <laughs> and what does it look like to take back some control and step into some solid relationships you already have, people you already know, and actually reach out to them for referrals to people they know who might be able to use the products and services that you offer. And he has a great story about really stepping into that and doing that really well. And we give some incredible practical tips on how to do that in a way that does doesn't actually feel super overwhelming or risky. 
Because I think a lot of times we go back to those relationships. It feels sometimes like we're being pushy or we're trying to use them. For, and he just really lays it out very simply in a way that makes, I think, everybody listening comfortable enough to be able to do this exact same thing. And he's even going to talk about how specific he's going to give us numbers of how it grew his business just in one month. And so I am so excited for you to hear my interview with StoryBrand certified agency owner, Tyler Pigott. You and I have talked often about how this is just a new world and yeah, <laughs> like totally. things that maybe used to work all the time don't work the same way and are up and down. And just, you know, we've talked over and over about how this is really a strange, it's not like it's good or bad, it's just different. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it, you remember, everybody probably remembers when you could just send an email saying buy from me and people just bought from you, right? <laughs> um, yes, that still works in some industries, I know. So there's going to be people that, you know, push against that. But yeah, I mean, it, it is a different world from kind of in some ways, I'd say adjusting to post pandemic, you know, everyone went digital and, you know, kind of disconnected, not in person. And, and then now it's in kind of way it's swinging back to whatever the quote unquote new normal is. So I think everyone's in the same boat trying to figure that out, I guess. And why I actually wanted to bring you on is because I think a lot of us have moments where we kind of throw up our hands a little bit and go, well, the world's just weird, right? The world's just weird. And so our business is suffering because the world is weird and nothing works anymore. And we go into sometimes a little bit of a victim mindset about like, well, it's the world that's screwed up. And there are a lot of things that are out of our control in the world and in the business world and in the economy for sure. But why I wanted to bring you on is because multiple times I've seen you pivot and change the way that you do things along the way and go, yes, I'm frustrated by where things are. However, there are things within my control that I am capable of doing that can take us to the next level or sustain us through the difficult times. But that is such a challenge to me to say, hey, in this moment when things aren't quite going the way I want them to, to be able to take control of the things you have control over and start moving forward. And we're in this series right now about, you know, heading into the end of the year and looking at our business and saying, like, what are the things, all the stuff might feel out of control things the the economy is wonky stuff that used to work doesn't work the same anymore what can we do to actually move our business forward to, at the end of the year and recently you found yourself in a position where you did not have the leads coming in that you were hoping for or at least that you were used to and you could either sit on your hands and go well we're screwed because we don't have enough leads or you can say, how do I take control of this situation and do what I can do to move forward? And I loved what you decided to do in this season. And I'd love for our listeners to hear this because I think it's something that they can do as well. So talk to me a little bit about how you shifted your mindset from just going after new leads that were coming in and kind of following up with them and actually talking to your current customers and seeing what you could do with them to bring in new work. I mean, a lot of it is good. I can pinpoint several different points in my life where, you know, it does feel like every day you're pushing a huge rock up a hill, right? Or something, you know, it feels like everything's against you, your feet are in mud, whatever the analogy you want to use is. And I think for me, I've had some pivotal moments where 
I'm a sports guy, so I don't like to play defense. I like to play offense. And I think most people are like that. That, you know, the idea of sitting back and, you know, defending the goal and never getting to actually touch the ball or something like that is just not very much fun. And so you want to actually like figure out, hey, how can you play offense? And so I think those have been, and some of that for me has been like a a, a mental battle as much as it is a, hey, what do I do? Because I think so many people can get so discouraged and oftentimes you sit in that discouragement. And the minute you kind of shift to go, hey, what can I just try to do about this? Like have action. Usually that changes your mental game too. Like it's not only the results that you're looking for or whatnot, and you really still can't control those results. You know, you can do whatever you want and just put enough, you know, balls in play or whatever you want to call it. Um, And so I think for me, this has been another one of those seasons this year. I mean, I think everybody is kind of going, huh, you know, there's fear over here and I'm afraid of what happens there. And I don't want to listen to that news outlet anymore. And I'm I'm tired of listening to this voice or whatever, you know? And, and so I think you do have to figure out how to just kind of sift through all that kind of noise and figure out what you need to do. And so for me, so where we found ourselves kind of, you know, at the beginning of the year was just a whole different shift of inbound leads that have been walking in that no longer were walking in. And really it started at the end of Q4 last year. And then kind of going into this year, and I think so many people were uh, hesitant to figure out, you know, what's going to happen. Maybe it's economy wise, maybe what's happening with their business, maybe afraid to spend money, just trying to kind of observe and wait. And so we got to Q2 going, huh, we need to figure something out like this is just not working anymore. And so for me, um, I've always kind of operated in two different ways when it comes to sales. And so there's the net new. So there's, hey, I don't know these people yet. I need to go meet them and and get to know them and figure out what problem they have and, and that type of thing. Thing. So net news on one side and then the other side's your existing network. And so those are relationships you already have. Everyone has one. Some people it's millions, some people it's 10, but you everyone has a network. And so I've always found in business, you're p- kind of pulling levers on, on either side. Sometimes you balance between both, but some seasons you lean into your internal network. Um, and I'm at network I'm using generically, but that could be past you know, peers in a work environment, could be family, could be community, could be past clients, could be current clients, you know, people that you've developed a relationship um, versus that net new side, which the net new side takes a lot of work. If, if anybody compares like a friend and I've had a friend for 10 years versus a friend I'm just meeting, there's a lot of history, you know, like you just know each other better versus the new friend. You've got to work a lot to, you know, spend time with them and get to know them a lot more. And there's a lot more energy on that one. And so it's the same thing in sales. So anyway, so I've kind of always tried to figure out those levers, you know, the internal network versus net new. What were the things that you did to kind of step into that world? And because it takes a little bit less work, you've already established a relationship. What did you do to kind of bring some new business in from that side? Good question. Um, so a lot of it, and what's great about this podcast is I would, I would assume people are marketers listening to it, right? And so agency owners, maybe people working at agencies, people working internal, maybe they're running their own business and trying to, to market. And so one of the things you really do have to sort through first is, is who do you serve? What's your audience? What type of people do you want to work with or have been the most successful in the past? And that alone probably has people starting to twitch that are listening right now because so many people are so afraid to go, well, what if I pick the wrong industry? And oh my gosh, like, I don't know what to say to this one. And but what about these other clients? And does that mean I have to fire all these other clients or not work with it? You know, like the answer is no to all of those things. Um, your reality is, is that, but you do have to pick who you're serving. And so I think, you know, it, that sits in the story brand framework as well around, you know, being able to pick that. If I said, hey, JJ, these are the people we serve. And I list off seven different industries. 
after the first one, you're starting to check out the second one. You're more checked out by the third one. You're kind of going, I have no idea what this guy does. And I won't remember who he, who he actually serves or who I could connect him with. And so at the beginning, really like honing in on what types of clients that you want to work with. And so one of the things that you do have to like sort through is that first, because when you start to reach out to your internal network and you want, and you're talking about, you know, Hey, I'm looking for people that work in this industry. Do you know anyone like that simple, basic question? You have to have that answer. And so that's kind of like that first tier or that first bucket is really understanding kind of who you want to serve. I think that's fantastic because, you know, and one of the easy things that we always say is who are your most ideal clients, right? Like, who do you love working with the most? Who do you have the most experience with? What's the easiest for you? (laughs) Then go find those people. (laughs) And so, but narrowing that down and going, who do we serve? What do they want? And what problems do we solve? Which is part of the story brand framework. When you can identify those first two pieces of the framework, for yourself, then now you have this group of, okay, now I know who I'm going after. So once you do that, once you actually narrow down a little bit, like you said, it doesn't exclude everybody else, but you're trying to get your favorite best type of clients. Once you narrow that in, then what what steps should people take to kind of connect with people? So first off, don't overthink it. You know, if, if we had 30 seconds to talk through what's your best, you know, client you want to work with the best, you relate with the best that's been the most successful, stop there. Okay, cool. You've you've done number one. You know, most people want to spend weeks on that. Don't, no, no, that's not what we're talking about. So um, once you've kind of narrowed that down, I just start making a list of people you want to reach out to. I mean, that's what I've always done. And it's just literally like put it on a whiteboard, put it on a notebook, put it on a digital document or whatever, and just start listing out people you could reach out to. Um, and they, they could be people you know really well. They could be people that, you know, are maybe fringe kind of relationships, but you know them really well. And then considering that, like, you know, say, so so we're reaching out to people in ed tech. I'm going to probably start to prioritize those types of people that might have a connection into that you know, that network or that sector of business or whatnot. And you might not know, and that's okay. And they might just be people that are, you know, that you know really well. That's where I would start to be completely honest. If this is new for anybody, as far as reaching out and asking, I'm basically saying, hey, you're reaching out and asking for referrals is really what you're doing. Start with 10 people you know really well, that they're going to be totally fine if you fall on your face in front of them and stumble through words and don't make any sense. And you just have to say, hey, can I start over or whatever, you know, like reach out to people you're comfortable with first, because then you'll start to kind of iron out how you would then want to reach out to someone that might be like that, you know, second circle out in your network kind of thing. And that, again, it does, you mentioned it, it does feel a little scary if you've never done this before, (laughs) but your current customers are the best group of people that can give you referrals for business because they know what you do and they know what problems you solve and they know people in that industry who you don't know who have the same problem. (laughs) And it seems very simple, but the reality is I think a lot of us, again, get in that mindset. You mentioned in the beginning that it's really a mindset shift of like, I don't have anything to do. I can't do anything. And the reality is there are some things you can do and they may be a little uncomfortable, which is why start with people that you are comfortable with. Start with a few, get your feet under you and get some practice in this. So then you can reach out to a wider group of people. 
Okay, friends, you know here at Marketing Made Simple that we are all about giving you really great tips to help you grow your business. And I am so excited to share this tip with you today, which is you need to be listening to Nudge, which is a podcast hosted by Phil Agnew and is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. This is one of my favorite podcasts because on the Nudge, you actually learn simple evidence-backed tips to help you kick bad habits, get a raise, grow your business, do better in marketing. It really dives into a lot of the psychology and the science behind marketing, which you know that I love. And I was actually on his podcast last December in an episode called The Reason Why Stories Stick in Your Mind, which I will say is fantastic (laughs) because Phil is an amazing host. He also does really cool episodes like Tips for Living a Happier Life According to Science and The Secret Psychology behind movie trailers. It is fantastic. It is fast-paced, but insightful, gives you real-world examples that you can apply, and it's the UK's fastest-growing business podcast. So listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts today. And now, back to the show. So you've got somebody's name, And you've got a referral and you're going to reach out to this person who you don't know, who you got referred to. What type of language do you use in email or texts when you reach out to that person? Yeah. So first off, keep it simple. If it's more than two sentences, you're probably overboard. And if you're telling them what you do and what problem you solve, that's too much. Um, And now everyone's freaking out. I'm sure that's listening. Um, (laughs) But the reality is, is if I so I'll just run with a little role play here. So, hey, JJ, um, I'm looking to add two more clients in the financial services space this month. Do you know anybody that works in the financial services space? Yes. It's very simple. Right. Not so. Don't don't add. Oh, I do websites and we do marketing and this is the yep. problem we solve. Because now all of a sudden, JJ, you can't really answer. Well, I don't really actually know if I know anyone that fits that category. Yeah. So just like full stop after that first question. Do you know any? Hey, would you be willing to connect me with them? Like it's that simple. Yeah, I love that. Just keep it simple. Keep it tight and don't you know? Because a lot of times I think when we're nervous about reaching out to people. We're nervous about bothering them, taking too much of their time and keeping it simple by just saying like, hey, I'm looking to add some people in this space. Do you know anybody I could reach out to? And then they can either say yes or no. <laughs> you know, and, and and that's a big thing is you have to be ready that they could say no. And you're like, great, thanks for your time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's done. One of the things I learned like early on. So this was actually, well, I learned this kind of in that season when I made those 190 sales meetings, which was insane. But the thing that I learned in that process is the first, I don't know, 100 people I reached out with, I would try to get like close the deal. Like I want to get them on a phone call. I want to tell them what I want to sell them. And then I want to get them there, you know, in one email or one text message. And reality is, is in cold outreach and warm outreach and internal network is it's just start a conversation. Because like when I say, hey, JJ, I'm looking to add two more clients in the financial services space. Do you know anybody? And your answer is yes. I go, hey, well, would you be open to introducing me to anybody in that network that you know well? And then you're probably going to say, huh, well, can you help me introduce? Like, what would I say to them to make that introduction? Or, or why do you want to reach out to them? So you now we've got a conversation started back and forth to where I can then kind of open up the door a little bit to maybe, hey, we've been, you know, helping people kill it in the marketing space or whatever that kind of like next thing is. But I'm just trying to get a conversation started with that first initial kind of text message or email or LinkedIn direct message or whatever that is. 
And then once you get that name or introduction, then what is the first step you take with that new referral? What is what what is an email or something? Get some language people can use to then step into the space of talking to that referral. Yeah. So often it's like I will usually kind of say, hey, my name's Tyler. It's great to, you know, quote unquote, e-meet you or whatever you want to say in that message to, to start with it. And then I say, I, we have a common connection. His name, you know, is and it's JJ. And, and I think this is probably why he introduced us. And then that's, I mean, it's again, it's not a paragraph. You're not sending them a case study. Do not send them a meeting link. Don't send them anything that would overwhelm them. If they want to jump to the front of the line and they say, hey, let's get on a call. Great. You know, but that's kind of your first thing. And you're kind of just, again, taking the temperature of those kind of conversations to again, get that conversation started to where, yeah, eventually, yes, they're on a phone call with you or you're in a face-to-face meeting or whatnot. But again, it's just a really light, you're just getting a conversation and building that conversation. Don't try to sell them right out of the gate because that's in this day and age, I believe that's pretty much over. I love that. And again, why we brought you on is because you actually did this yeah. <laughs> in, and you reached out to 75 people yep. over LinkedIn and email and text and tell our listeners what the results of just that kind of reaching out to 75 people with that. Did. Yeah. First off, the number is 75. So that might seem overwhelming. Um, it's part of my routine. So this is a daily occurrence for me and I still do it because I would like to eat in six months. Most agencies, (laughs) most marketers, it's a full on roller coaster, you know, and they get a lot of things and it's great. And then it's famine for however long it takes them. So I would suggest people put it into their regular cadence. This was not 75 outreaches in one two hour period on a Thursday. This was the course of kind of most of June, I guess, probably like end of May into June, maybe beginning of July. Um, it turned into probably like 17 or 18 meetings and it's about a, about 150k worth of sales that didn't did, so that did not come yeah so right. far yeah that did not come in overnight <laughs> you guys understand how agencies yeah. work but that's really what the opportunities have been um, lots of closed deals right away which was great some of them are smaller that you kind of get your foot in the door but those were all for the most part were all net new to our agency but they were connections through internal network that people were willing to introduce me to. But again, it's numbers. You don't want to just reach out to one and hope it works. Um, You want it to be part of your cadence. Maybe reach out to two a day, 10 a day, whatever your timing is, or three times a week or whatever it is. But then that starts to ramp up and then eventually you you kind of hit a more of a critical mass and, and it will work. You just have to be stay consistent with it. Well, now I'm inspired. Now I'm going, I'm actually putting this into my cadence. This is not my normal cadence. Yeah. I'm going to put it in my cadence. And I think every listener can do that as well. Yeah, Everybody it. who is running a marketing agency, running a business, you have the ability, even this crazy time to take control of where things are at and do just a few new things, reach out to two or three people a day in your network to get some referrals. And just doing that alone is really going to help you close out this year so strong and really be ready for 2024. So Tyler, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your specific story, but also sharing with our listeners of what they can do to take their fourth quarter to the whole next level. So thanks so much for being here. And uh, here's uh, to your fourth quarter being stronger than ever as well. I appreciate it. Thanks, JJ. Okay, Hero Maker, now you have permission to reach out to those people you already have relationship with and ask for a referral so that you can continue to take back control of your business and have the best fourth quarter yet. <laughs> 
And if you are still feeling stuck trying to figure out how to apply the StoryBrand framework into your marketing and to grow your own business, you can hire a StoryBrand certified guide like Tyler Pigott at Loan for Creative. Just go to marketingmadesimple.com to hire a guide that will show you how to clarify your message and create marketing that works. Well, Hero Maker, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step, a practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. I want you to take Tyler's advice and I want you to set aside in the next week 10 minutes to brainstorm on who you can reach out to for referrals. Who are those people in your network? Who are those people who you have served? Who are your customers who are like the ideal customer that you want to attract? First, sit down and write them down. Then I want you to reach out to them and ask them in a very simple way, if they know anybody that they could refer to you that might be able to use your product or service. That's it. Take 10 minutes. It's not a lot of time. And once you do that once, I want you to start establishing that as a rhythm in your week and then ideally in your day. (laughs) Who are the people that you can reach out to that can offer you connection with people who need your product or service? Keep it simple, like Tyler said. Don't be overwhelmed by it. Start small and begin to build. Because when you do that, when you actually put yourself out there and reach out to those connections you already have, you are going to be able to offer your services to a whole new clientele who might not know anything about you right now, but have the problem that you can solve. When you then connect with them, you are going to solve their problem and you are going to make their life better. Don't be afraid to take back some control in your business and make this the best fourth quarter you have ever had. Take 10 minutes. That's all you need. And do that once, then do it twice, do it three times and see what will happen. Because when you connect with those new customers and you are able to guide them to solve their problems so that they can ultimately be the hero of their own story, that is what makes you a great guide. And that is what makes you a hero maker. That's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thank you so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you found this episode valuable, please rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you next week. You cannot stop me. You cannot stop me.